of Community Speakers. I'm Sarah, or SB, the BAMs, if you got it. And I am so excited to bring in season two, especially because I am trying something new, something a little different, um, and I'm actually doing it via video conferencing, which also means we have video. So, um, yeah, you're going to see definitely my gesticulation first and foremost I love that um, but also kind of the face and the facial expressions behind um the community d pod um so yeah without further ado I have two very beautiful very lovely very special ladies on the podcast with me today <laughs> um and I as always a tradition I am going to let them introduce themselves so ladies who'd like to go first I think we should go in alphabetical order. Over to you. I was literally about to say that. I was literally about to say that. Um, hi guys, I'm Christine. I am the founder of um, a dating brand, a Black Christian dating brand called Blagapay. Um, and we exist to help people make connections outside of church, particularly um, Black females. Um, and then outside of that, I run another brand called Pentalk. And Pentalk is all about like behavioral psychology, why we do the things that we do, um, and the impact that, you know, our behavior has on um, interrelational relationships between males and females. Um, yeah, so there's just two things that I do. Yeah, see, very see, classy. Classy self. Sorry, I'm rich. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of the nervousness, you know, you're just like, I'm going to start saying okay, classy, classy, well, not ratchet, but you know, but no, that sounds amazing. And part of the reason why I wanted you um, and Michelle to come on, but before we go into that, I'm going to let the director of Michelle introduce herself. So Michelle, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Thank you. I'm sorry, before I introduce myself, can I just say that I've been listening to the podcast, like I stumbled upon the podcast on, um, I think, Instagram, and literally I just started stalking and listening to every single episode, like, <laughs> oh my God, like I really hope she asked me to come on the podcast one day, because I'm like fangirling, so oh, here we I'm are, so glad. here we are, yes. <laughs> but hey guys, I am Michelle, also known as Marby, um, I'm founder of Marby's Kitchen, which is um, kind of, well, we bring food and conversation together across various platforms. So whether that's um, through Instagram posts, through blogs, newsletters, and through events. Had my first live event in October last year, which was amazing. amazing. Um, I was looking forward to having some more this year, but you know, um, thanks to the Rona. <laughs> oh, the, the coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Like, let's not even, I mean, we're going to talk about it because it's part yeah. of the conversation. I mean, it's part of everyone's conversations, but. I, yeah, I mean, I had all my plans. I had all my schedules like down, like we're going to have some more events, but you know, the heart of it is really bringing um, people together to have the conversations that we sometimes shy away from. Yeah. And thankfully we can do that across other platforms. Like, on the online on the internet so um mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's that's what i do giving us a little intro into what we're <laughs> going to talk about today okay well do you know what we're going to get cracking straight away and actually because christine is relatively new if not completely new completely to the podcast i am i'm going to nominate you <laughs> i'm going to nominate you to go first okay in the first part scared? of the episode no. No, 
no, no, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Definitely get your thinking hat on because there's some real prayers going to be going up. But the first part of the podcast is called Build Your Boo. And the way Build Your Boo works is really, really simple. And uh, Christine, you're going to go first as you are new to the podcast. And essentially, you have a minute. And in that minute, you are going to assume that God is, well, God is always listening to us, but God is is fully listening to your words. He's listening to your prayer right now. And you need to build your boo. So whether it's looks, whether it's personality, whether it's anything kind of under the sun, what would your ideal boo look like? Uh, And you have a minute to build that in. So are Um, you ready? I'm ready. You are ready. ready. Your time starts now. Um, so he would be tall-ish, taller than me. Um, he would have amazing arms. Um, he would exude strength. So I like, like, I like a nice build. Um, he would be affectionate, uh, very big hearted, very family oriented, um, protective, caring, um, driven, um, he he prefer we have tax because I like a bit of sexy. Oh, tats. okay. Ooh, 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 uh, <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, driven, ambitious, um, loving, and mm. yeah, fifteen seconds there. I have fifteen seconds. Ah, good face. Yeah. Good face. Yeah. What does good face look like? Good face looks. I don't know. Good face looks like beautiful eyes. Three. Two, one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I See, think that's you said beard, right? I forgot to say beard. No, I think oh, you did. Oh, wow. Too, right? no, I no, I don't think well, I did. I don't, I don't think, think you I did. said. Because I, I, I won't lie, beard is like my thing. Like, if you've listened to the podcast, if you even just know me, beard. I think you forgot to say beard. There's oh. an anointing. Oh, I completely forgot. Beard, man. But beard is a given. Maybe I just heard it automatically. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think I said it like spiritually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God heard. He heard. He heard. Um. So, so I feel like you kind of had it pretty balanced. Like you know, um, side off with the arms. It. Do you feel like you would naturally go for someone physically? Um, first time is in terms of like where you first see them or you'd want to see the personality before you make a decision. Because I think I I rarely like people at face value. So, um, I might think, oh, he looks nice, but I definitely want to get to know them properly. So it's kind um, of... Yeah. Uncover their personality. Do you feel like you potentially could date someone who, um, you know, at face value, you just weren't sure you were kind of getting to know them. And then even though they weren't quite your spec, you essentially... Um, they essentially kind of fit your your bill in terms of being driven being family orientated um all of that i strongly believe in um sexual chemistry so yeah i i doubt i doubt that if that's missing that that would be the kind of guy that i would go for Mm. um so i think it has i think you see with life in life there are elements and i just feel like some elements exist well together and i feel like if you were to take out sexual chemistry from that triangle of elements um it wouldn't work for me so 
yeah I, I think attraction is quite a big not a huge deal for me but a big enough deal for me because I think yeah. that's the reason why I'd want to have sex with you mm. because yeah. you have the face because you have I mean let Michelle do her one because I feel like that in itself is like a <laughs> it's a whole different topic but I'm gonna I'm gonna let Michelle do her one Michelle I knowing you I know that this is like I feel like you could do some 30 seconds I feel like I don't even need to give you a whole minute I mean no I'll take the minute because like I think sometimes you just get nervous and you just start to forget I'll take the minute please okay <laughs> all right um so are you ready Yes. Yeah, ready. Cool. Your time starts now. Okay, I'm going to do the basics of he loves God, has a relationship with God. Um, physically, ideally someone who is um, taller than me. I'm five, six and a half. Um, ideally someone with nice shoulders and a nice back. Um, someone with a beard. Love a bald guy, not mandatory, but definitely yummy. Someone who's chocolatey, like on the chocolate spectrum of things. Um, aside from physicality, um, someone who's kind. Kindness is a big deal to me. Um, someone who is caring. Someone who's passionate. Um, yeah, passionate about something. It doesn't have to be exactly the same things as me, but something has to make you excited. Um, someone who's... Typically like an alpha male, but maybe not in the sense that we see on TV, but definitely some sort of a leader. Um, and someone who's open to having an open door policy when we get married. One. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Time. First of all, I love that because actually open door policy is, I feel like it's important for, because actually I was um, having this discussion with a friend before and mm. like... Uh, so for example, I dated someone who all my friends hated. And, oh. you know, even though I loved him to bits and pieces, they were just like, I mean, he eventually ended up disgracing himself. Oh, my um, God. In wow. front of my friends and family. So that kind of, that, <laughs> that killed the nation. Well. Um, but they really didn't like him. And I think it was, I didn't realise until later, that, like, you if, you, if you have partners and friends and family who are loggerheads, you mm. tend to lose that. And I yeah. think... You know, for love, a lot of people feel like they can sacrifice it. And it, it, is it really worth the sacrifice? I think that's just a genuine question that, you know, when you think about having a healthy relationship and a long-term relationship, and that's key, mm. you've got to consider that. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, I will also say, <laughs> when you were talking, you actually described someone. I literally, you built someone in mind. Oh, that you know? Yeah, that I know. That also Michelle knows. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Um, and I'll give you a clue. Uh, you had some interaction with him recently. And I feel, you know, I definitely feel like if... I feel like I know who you're talking about. I feel like you know who I'm talking about. Because if you think about what she said, I definitely feel like... Does he follow both of us on Twitter? Mm, oh, who are you talking? I don't know. No. Okay, I don't know who you're talking about. Now. I no, I was talking about somebody else who I follow on. I follow on Twitter and Instagram, but he's on Instagram. I had interaction with him recently. Yeah, you just described it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, girl, you don't have to let me know after this podcast. So yeah, I, I mean, you because she wants to call him. <laughs> I feel like Listen. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna say what's it about five words, right? 
do you have a hoil? Do you have a hoil? I feel like that I should... <laughs> I know the video you're talking about, but yeah, I Yeah, it's know. not the guy. It's more what I'm saying. Do you have a hoil? Wait, has the person... I don't... Mm. Oh, girl, mm. this is how you know I'm losing charades. I'm just like, God, <laughs> which is it? Nah, we're going to have to talk after this so podcast. Well, we were talking about after the podcast, but essentially... This is hilarious. Like, and, and, this is so and, hilarious, comparing notes. I, listen, I feel like, like I know... I know your 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 man is out there, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you definitely in terms of uh, a lot of the things that you said. I say I agree with you. If I don't, either way, that's your <laughs> that's your boo. It's not my boo, but um, you know, I think definitely. I mean, if you could choose one of those traits, because I think they were all equally really good traits. But if you could choose one, which one would be the one that you would say would stand out for you? stand out and I think usually pulls me into people I've been attracted to is between mm, someone who's kind usually mm. and sometimes I, I, I think and me and Christine had this discussion recently but it pulls me in and sometimes I then have to weigh up how important the others are and in some situations I actually realize that oh the others are very important to me but I do really like kindness. Like sometimes kindness can make me want to like ignore the other things that I'm looking for. Um, but but kind of like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say it's um, similar to what Christine was saying like when you were asking her about um, kind of the physicality of things and like sexual chemistry. Um, I'm the type of person that kindness can make me almost put those things to the side where I'm just like nah it doesn't matter if he's not exactly my type like I convince myself that I don't have a type when I do it's just sometimes one thing that excites me the most can make me like try to put everything else aside um you don't yeah. think I have a type you know well actually no I do have a type but I don't I don't think my type is as static as it used to be mm. so before it was like Morris Chestnut dark skin Ooh, all the way. Didn't everybody that's what it was all the way. It was that it was dark skin guys all the way. But I think now um I'm more like okay, if he has a good face, he has a good face. Mm. Um so yeah. And I think yes, yeah. yeah, so chemistry you can make with anyone. So I don't yeah. know. That's a, that is a interesting that's why I, I think not with anyone, not with anyone. Say. Yeah. But in the sense of you don't you don't necessarily have to have sexual chemistry is not confined to just your static type like no, it can no, be it can be a, a number of people no, that you I find agree. sexually attractive um yeah. so yeah so i think i actually think that having a static type or a stringent type is one of the reasons why a lot of women have are single um and haven't been able to secure oh you see I'm, i um, i i, I would argue with you. i would argue that I'd agree with you to an extent. And the only reason why I'd agree to an extent is because I've experienced going against the grain. I've experienced mm. kind of trying that. because I feel like that's kind of where I'm at now. So I recently turned 31. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to settle down. But I'm, I'm ready to settle down. I'm ready to kind of meet my partner. I'm ready to be in a relationship. And there are a lot of things that were deal breakers for me before which I wouldn't say they're not deal breakers now, but I'm at least willing to explore mm. the potential of why that person has gotten themselves into that position. Mm. But quite often, 
you find that you're just wasting your time. Like, and that's why I said that, you know, sexual chemistry is something that I agree doesn't have to be your static type. But I definitely feel like there is, there's grounding in how you feel about particular types of people that mm. essentially drive it to, to longevity. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I feel like I've fancied guys and then they've just done something, which I knew was there, but it just kind of became very apparent. <laughs> like, Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that, so I'm not saying forsake, like, physicality. Mm. I'm saying expand it. I'm saying expand the physicality aspect of it. So, mm. so for me, for example, now yeah. it's not just Morris Chestnut. It can be, um, who, who, who's light skin? It can be a Chris Brown. Yeah. Right? But everything else could remain the same. So what you think about other people's values will remain the same. Personality types will remain the same. But in terms of the physicality physicality aspect of it, I think that where a lot of women do fall down or do fall short is because they're not allowing themselves to explore other potential attractive options. Yeah, yeah, and I would agree with that. Are not attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not allowing themselves to actually explore explore other potential attractive options, and I think that's why you know like someone always says to me like 80 percent of women are going going for 20 percent of the same guys so wow when you think of it like that yeah but then actually that and i guess that's another question for you guys like do you believe on 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 paper do you believe in the concept of on paper because what does that mean as in on so basically a guy who um on paper seems fantastic he's like you know he's got his self together he's doing well he's well groomed he's god-fearing he um you know he's kind he's energetic he's family oriented you know all the things that you guys have kind of listed collectively but that's on paper do you believe that essentially because that's on paper that essentially translates to that is the person that you could be with like wait how would it be on paper but not in no is in so like so for example maybe okay, so let, what me, would be let, me, let, let me let me rephrase it okay would you fall for someone who on paper seems amazing what's missing what? though depends yeah, on what's, what's missing yeah no it's not so much around what's missing it's around because what again and this is the experience i've been through and on paper they seem amazing and then when you start to delve deeper you actually start to kind of dig out the bits that it's like well can I deal with that as well like mm. do you find yourself falling for the on paper types and discovering that or do you do you think you are a bit more reserved in being able to really kind of gauge someone's spirit kind of in, in its entirety before you make a decision as to actually I really like this person or I don't I think mm. for me that's what that the the, the and as much as people say they hate the talking stage, however you want to package that, the talking mm. stage, the getting to know someone, friendship, whatever you want to call that, I think that's what that space is there for me for. Because, yeah, someone can, especially from a distance, someone can seem ideal on paper. And then you get to know them and then you realise, oh, he's not emotionally available. Or, yeah. oh, like this part of his life isn't really like, it wouldn't work in sync with mine. Whatever it is that the but would be i think it is easy to especially from a distance or especially based on what people put out maybe online or 
um, the way you see someone operate within a particular group of people. Yeah, and then when you take them out of that space and you actually engage with them one-on-one, -on -one, you're like, oh, no, this is definitely not going to work. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I think in that sense, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, yeah, there are, there are people who look good on paper and in real life it translate as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like Michelle said, that's when you, um, that's why I never like people at face value because mm. I just don't see any value in it. I don't see any value in liking someone at face value because it's when you start to unearth, that's when you can actually think, okay, do we align on X, Y, Z? And mm. it's all about alignment, isn't it? So, um, mm. and you will never discover if you guys align without that talking stage as much as I hate the talking stage, but... <laughs> Yeah, so much. I feel like you create a false sense of commitment, you create a mm -hmm. false sense, like you create so many expectations during that talking stage. Um, but then what, the so how, like, pardon? No, I was gonna say, so how long is a talking stage for you then? Like, or how long would you consider a, a talking decent, stage? Yeah, a decent amount of talking stage before you're like, okay, what is this? What's going on? So, a lot of people say six months. Um, what? Sorry, sorry, Honestly, I had this conversation with some of my boys, yeah, and I remember one of them was like, yeah, nine months. Okay. I was like... You birth your I own mean, baby you birth. Know, you know, the only, reason like, able to, the only reason they're able to say that, and I think a lot of guys are able to say six to nine months, is because they are talking to multiple... That talking stage is not with one person. It's and that's what someone that I was interacting with recently said to me. Like, he was just like, you need to stop dating one person at a time like in the early when you like one per this is the thing like when you like one person you like one person yeah like but, but i feel like you're doing yourself a disservice as a black woman you are you are you are you are not even i'm not even advocating like you know <laughs> serial relationships but i do feel like at the very early stage where things are still quite still in their infancy i do feel yeah. like you should explore because you know the numbers are stacked up against you unfortunately yes. um so you might as well just you know spread yourself out a bit yeah. um don't open don't spread your legs but you know spread yourself oh my god your, <laughs> i mean you kind of need to you know what right we i feel like let's keep it a let's keep it a buck 50 let's let's keep it i mean i mean unless you, i mean if you want to that if that you want to go for it go for it but go i for feel it. like do you know what I mean? Your action, your reaction. <laughs> but on a serious note, though, yeah, I would definitely say, like, women, especially, like, black Christian women, I would definitely Ooh. say they should, they should consider um, dating multiple people at once. But by dating, though, it's, it's important to get definition right. So, in my opinion, I think dating is going out on dates with people, mm. whereas some people might view dating as, that like, starting so a relationship. Yeah, so, so from my perspective... You should go out on dates with multiple, with multiple people, people, not enter into relationships with multiple people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the timeline. Like pseudo relationships. Yeah, projects. exactly. And I think the timeline will be dependent on, you know, whether you guys have established mutuality. Um, mm. And then you can kind of just go from there. But for dating multiple people before you. <laughs> Or, or with anyone, how long would you say is like a bare minimum for you before you agree to enter a relationship with someone? That's for both of you. Ooh. Um, oh, that's tricky. You know? That's a tricky one. I, I won't even lie to you. I don't think I have a, a minimum. 
okay. I wouldn't lie because I my thing is that you can get to know someone in I mean I mean you spend pretty much your whole life getting to know people I don't yeah. think you can ever really say you know of course anyone because seasons change people change and whatnot but you could spend two weeks with someone and literally feel like actually there's a lot of us there's a lot that I like about you to want to commit to you or you could spend six months six months with someone and still not feel like you know them so I feel for me to put a limit on it I feel like I am holding myself back a bit having Mm. said that because I know I've rushed in the past Mm. getting into relationships or getting like falling for someone who I'm not too sure about his intentions or just actually his character Mm. Um, I think it's important to ask the difficult questions as soon yes. as you can. So before you're making that commitment, actually saying, look, this is, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. Well, you know, where, where are you at? And let's keep it what yeah. happens. You know, I spoke about it on the last episode that, you know, I've, I've been around people recently who, when I've ha- asked those difficult questions, which I shied away from in the past, mm. they've been very honest. And I've respect to the fact that they've been honest, even though it hasn't been the answer that I've wanted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it, I don't have a limit as such, or I don't have like a minimum, but I need to make sure I ask the right questions before I make a nice. statement. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I don't think there is a limit because um, people can't be boxed, right? And every case is different. Mm. Um, so every scenario is going to crop up, you know, it's going to bring up different things. So I don't think there should be like a... Actually, no, I'm lying. I think there should be a limit. I think there should be a max of... If oh, after, maximum. Like, a max. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think there should be a maximum. I think if after... I'm going to go for six months because that's what the guys tell me. Yeah. So if after six months you're still a bit like, actually, I don't know if we've established neutrality here, yeah. then, yeah, you know, go and, you know, sow your seeds elsewhere. <gasps> yeah, that's what oh, I would say. Yeah, I would definitely say go and sow your seeds elsewhere. And I think as well, like, what's really important to do, um, which I think a lot of women kind of shy away from, is stating when you feel when you feel it and stating mm-hmm. how you feel when you feel it as well. Um, yeah. Because it's hard, isn't it? You don't, it's you don't very really hard. Wanna, yeah, it's very, very hard. It's very hard. You don't really want to hear, like you said, you don't want to hear someone tell you no. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just for the best, honestly. Just state how you feel when you feel it. And yeah. if the other person doesn't reciprocate that, then honey. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving. Keep it keep pushing. It moving. And actually, to add as well, I think it's, it's quite interesting. And I found this out sadly quite later than I probably would have liked to in terms of my dating life. When you actually are just like, okay, right, cool. We don't want to do that. Oh, okay, right, I'm out. That's when a lot of guys actually decide, oh, crap, like she's actually going to leave because they're not used to it. They're not used to the fact that, you know, there are women who are going to say, okay, I'm out because what are we doing right now I don't know what and then that's when they they try to come back like or they try and like do a, a um a 180 because they're like oh actually she's being serious she's not just saying it and like throwing um dramatic she's actually yeah. like this is her intention so i think it yeah you know i completely agree with you christine it's important for you to to have um the ability or to build the ability to be able to communicate mm-hmm. and not be scared because it is it's hard it and is. i think as well like communication also is what people have not said so 
if you're like in your head, like, actually, I want to move forward with this and he's never, ever mentioned it, you know, maybe take that as a hint. Um, yeah. That maybe this is not <laughs> where he wants to take it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think the ability to read the room is something that's really important in dating. Even and a lot of men don't want to hurt your feelings, right? So they won't say up front, listen, I'm not feeling it. So I think you need to be able to read those subtle signs. I think we discussed this on um, Blagapay's Live last week. Yeah. You know, it's, it's reading those signs, reading those yeah. subtle ways the person is saying no. If this person never mentioned mm-hmm. you in like, medium to long-term plans, then maybe take the hint that, you know, he's not interested in you like that. It's hard um, when you really like someone, though. It's, it's hard. It is. It is, but... It's very hard. It's very I, hard, but... I feel like the, 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 if you like someone... And then the feeling you feel after they basically just say, well, sir, no, it's okay. I feel like I'll take the, the former over the latter. Let me tell you, last time that happened to me, I sat. <laughs> last time that happened to me, I did something that I won't, because it might make it to. I did something that was just so, like, I made a mistake because my mind was just all over the place, basically. And then, yeah, like, I just remember that week, like, just drinking rum. I don't drink alcohol neat. I just remember <laughs> sitting down, yeah. Just, just drinking shots of rum. That my dad was just like at one point, like Michelle. <laughs> what's, what's, like, what's, because the thing is, yeah, it all boils down to rejection. Like, fair enough, mm. you have the clarity, you know, like you know, you can put your energy elsewhere. But at the same time, let me tell you, in your what? system, it's just like, oh my god, it hurts. What? It, yeah, I, it hurts. Do you know? I actually. Uh, I had an experience recently, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, with someone that's actually been on the pod, mm. um, and it kind of was a it it basically turned into a bit of a sticky situation, um, and it it didn't hurt as such mm-hmm. because it wasn't like, and it was it it wasn't a rejection because there wasn't really a, an ask, but it was definitely a no. We need to like talk about this properly because this is I don't. Under- you were giving me one sign and then, yeah. and then left and like but like you said christine he didn't explicit there wasn't an explicit kind of proactivity of okay let's yeah let's what, what's going on and, and i think another thing as well and it's it's not always the case um definitely case by case basis is sometimes you just have to talk it out with them i had to call him yeah. like, hello what's going on because yeah. like you said the, the alternative is just <laughs> you start doing things that you haven't done before you're like what? yeah yeah it's difficult yeah it's a mixture sometimes like my relationship one of my relationship coaches that you know he, he doesn't know he's no he knows my relationship coach. one of the first people that i go to for advice he's always just like sometimes it might be that the guy just what is what's the word he the phrase he used like he wants to be more than friends but not lovers like yeah. they enjoy your yeah. company they want all yeah. the benefits oh, of like yes. a pseudo relationship but yeah. they don't no wanna, mm-hmm. they don't want to commit yeah, yeah. they don't want to like commit yeah. so sometimes you do apart from reading the room because you're reading the room but they they might not have said something explicitly but they're giving you weird signals sometimes for, for your peace of mind and for clarity yeah you just have to ask like reclaim your time and ask because yeah. whether you like it or not like if you are that type of person your emotions can like lead you to to commit in certain ways to that person definitely 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 yeah so um actually we've spoken a fair bit about communication Mm. and i think that's a nice kind of lead into the main part of the topic 
which is the art of communication, the art of, of um, communication, especially kind of in the current climate and the current environment. So mm-hmm. A, kind of being within, you know, coronavirus and obviously everyone kind of being at home in the you know, lockdown and quarantined, but also um, the environment being a bit more social media heavy, a bit more kind mm-hmm. of you know, things like online dating and just kind of communication, even just like building friendships. It, it's it's happened a lot more online than it probably is face to face. Some organic, maybe some not so much. So I'm going to kind of take it back to the beginning and talk a little bit more about uh, each of your uh, businesses and, and kind of what you guys do. And I think kind of the question I have for the both of you is where or where or how do you place communication and the art of communication in your businesses? You know, and what's the importance and, and where have you really seen it flourish? Um, so I guess Pentalk is the best example. Um, so Pentalk is dedicated to conversation and just discussing things that we might not necessarily discuss in our in our tribes. Um, so for example, I think the last pen talk we spoke about infidelity and we spoke about it in a way that wasn't conventional. Um, and by that we didn't say like, it's good, it's bad. We kind of mm-hmm. highlight the gray. Um, yes. And you know, whether it can be justified in what context, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's always important to communicate because mm-hmm. Without it, there's no change. Mm. Um, communication is definitely at the heart of like changing dynamics and changing relationships. And yeah. no one is a mind reader. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to just vocalize. And I think that's really what's at the heart of Pen Talk, um, linking change to conversation. Yeah. Um, and what I love about it is that during the breaks, you can actually hear people being like, oh my gosh, now you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. Like I never actually thought about that. Maybe, yeah. and so you can actually see people kind of turning away mm-hmm. from what they once thought, yeah. um, kind of expanding their minds. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I believe so strongly in conversation. I believe so strongly at communicating because I don't think, I don't think naturally we're good at it. I don't think naturally mm-hmm. we're good at conveying how we feel. Mm, yeah um, like we've expressed already it's difficult it can be really painful you know um to convey something and then the listener um takes that and does what they want with it yeah um, so it can be it can be very painful having conversations um so that's why i don't think that we're good at it naturally so um yeah so like having these events that force you to really think and force you to really communicate and convey exactly what it is you are thinking um i think it's good i think it's that's that that's forward like that's how we move forward um yeah so yeah that's why i believe so strongly in conversation and in communication and it's a part of therapy isn't it like speaking out loud definitely Um, yeah it's a part of growth um so yeah i think it's strongly linked to therapy so that's i guess 
why I consider did I answer your question yeah well you said the question was kind of why do you consider um or where would you place like the art of communication the art of bringing people together actually you know where would you place that and I and you, I think you have answered it because I think like yeah. you said, it, it's very much around kind of coming out of your comfort zone um and I have another question for that but I want Michelle to kind of answer it first um so kind of in terms of um Marby's Kitchen like where do you, where do you feel like that bringing people together in the um I mean the whole kind of ethos if for lack of a better word around Marby's Kitchen was basically bringing people together like yeah. I remember coming up with the idea and um the way I explain it to people is kind of like, you know, when you're in your kitchen and you have some of the best conversations, like whilst you're cooking or whilst you're just mm. hanging out in your kitchen. Mm. I remember like there's times when I've just like been cooking meals for people who have been over and we're laughing and having an amazing time, just fussing, joking in the kitchen. And other times where I've been in the kitchen doing stuff, but my friend has come in and I've broken down because I've been so emotional. I've been held in the kitchen. So for me, it's like, it's more than this space where you just cook. To me, the kitchen is a sacred space and it has this mm. art or ability to bring people together, like whether it's the food or just the kitchen being this hub or central part of the home. And um, the way I kind of wanted that to reflect with Marby's Kitchen online and offline was people being able to have transparent conversations or conversations that we would typically shy away from yeah. and the thing with that I guess maybe because I am the face of the brand it meant that I would have to kind of be the take the lead in that and, and cause a sort of domino effect um, where I was willing to say oh this is what I'm going through in this area how about you and yeah. as I put myself out there and I'm vulnerable in that way I get that same response from others, whether it's online or, you know, even in person. And I think for me, the beauty of conversations like that um, is that you see that you are more alike than you are different. I think yeah. sometimes when we are in the ugliest of places or um, in the middle of growth or healing um, or just any kind of internal work, it's easy for you to feel like it's just me and no one else or for shame to kind of, kind of um cloud your existence but literally when someone else is just like oh no like I've been through that or yeah. I've gone through that or this is how that affected me too it's like okay I can see a bit of myself in your experience and I think through conversation you get to unveil that um and I I think running events or even cook-ups like prior to starting Marby's Kitchen like having conversations in my front room with different women and different groups of people it just revealed the beauty of all of that to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I, and I have to say kind of from my own personal experience, that was kind of what part of what drew me to Marby's Kitchen and just kind of what you were doing, because it was the fact that I didn't feel like I was alone. I remember, mm -hmm. you know, last Christmas, I, we were talking for a bit because there were things that I was going through and I was like, I don't know how to feel, but I feel like yeah. maybe you might have um, you know, completely, um, I completely agree with that. But there was something that you said, which was kind of my next question, because I think for a lot of people listening, I know for myself, actually, um, you know, part of doing the podcast, and I was saying this to you offline, Michelle, before we came on. Yeah. Um, what I do, you know, 
you're not necessarily used to or doing things that you know push you out of your comfort zone so mm-hmm. for example someone coming to pen talk or someone coming to marby's kitchen how would you encourage them to to take that leap and, and start having those conversations um because you know we keep on saying it's hard but there's there's a identifying the problem and finding the solution and I guess everyone's solution is different but I mean what what advice would you give to people in that respect kind of from from your experience and from um your own personal experience but also from like your event experience and and haven't done haven't brought people together in the past I think one-to-one um so if this is hard conversations one-to-one like for example in friendships um that that might differ slightly but if it's maybe events or kind of putting um uh, i don't know being the face of a a brand or being the trigger i think it's similar to what i said before so for me um what has helped um to kind of foster an environment of transparency i would say for me the first thing is being vulnerable being willing to be the first one to be like hey um this is what's going on with me um because i think it it, i don't know i just think of like you know when you say like you have to say hi to someone for someone else to then say hi in return um i think it 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 has been in my experience me being willing to say like oh like this is me this is uncomfortable to say and to put myself out there in that way but this is me and naturally i am a sharer so I think each person has to kind of like gauge where they sit with that. But naturally I am a sharer and I guess I'm just using that part of my personality or my character to, um, to help have those conversations. And then on the flip side of that, um, in terms of events for me or even hosting people generally, whether it's in your home, I think the environment and the little things that you do that can be overlooked, um, are what will often help people feel comfortable enough to, um, kind of let their, their guard down. Like I'm very um, intentional with it in a way that might seem funny to certain people. Like even if it's like the canapes and things that I put out or the attention to detail that will make someone say like, oh, I've been catered to. I've been looked after in a particular way. Um, I feel a bit more comfortable. I might let my guard down a bit more. Or yeah. even during our first event, like when we were talking about money, because that is a tricky conversation for people to have a lot of the time. I just made sure that the meal that came before the money conversation was really like comforting and like, it sounds ridiculous, but I made sure it was the most comforting meal out of the three courses. Just looking at little things that help, um, I don't know, just foster that environment where people are okay to let their guard down. Um, And I think in caring for people in that way, you do encourage transparency to an extent. Yeah. Okay. Um, I agree. I agree. I, I didn't think I was not going to, but I definitely agree. And, and, and Christine, I think, I think there's, there's an element of pen talk with it, but there's also an element with Blagopay because, for example, something that I've seen you do, um, or I've seen Blagopay do, and obviously you're kind of heading it up, um, is kind of starting those conversations that ask, like, quite particular questions. So there's one, actually, that... Which one was it? <laughs> Without exposing myself, for example, there was one where um, I think Blagopay posted something around tweet your Twitter crush during oh, okay. yes, quarantine. Yes. Love and quarantine, yeah. Yeah, love and quarantine. My God, people. that was a night. <laughs> Do you know that what? Was, uh, 
that was so that was fun. that was fun and that was that very was um it definitely sparked a um it sparked it sparked it's ongoing an interesting yeah. time for me on twitter um okay, so, so- yeah, so it's, I mean that's a that's a whole nother conversation, but um, I mean even things like that kind of what would you when people see things like that or when people are you know considering I want to get involved in I've seen like for example they might have seen Gabs and they might have seen Manuel and and you know you guys having a discussion and they want to get involved but they're like you know how do I how do I do that? What kind of advice, you know, would you potentially give them or if they wanted to get involved in a conversation around, I don't know, a particular relationship issue, what, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of really building that conversation? Um, I guess the only advice I could actually give is just to put yourself out there. Um, mm. No one can force you to open up. Mm. Um, that, that's the work that you can only do by yourself. Mm. so yeah put yourself out there I guess what I try to do in helping people to put themselves out there is trying to inject fun into the conversation um which is what I aim to do across all my platforms so with pen talk for example if you come to a pen talk before we go into the conversation we have a series of um icebreakers Mm -hmm. so we have this or that we have this or that is basically two slips you have to find the person who has the identical that was fun. yeah, yeah. Mm. um and then you have yeah it was like a number like literally i think i have like at least half an hour of icebreakers at pen talks every single pen talk which obviously is to let people have you know let their guards down a bit um yeah. shake them off um and then ease them into the conversation so i do that with every single pen talk without fail um and it's worked every single time mm-hmm. um so I think it's injecting fun into the conversation. Yeah. And I think I also did that with Blagape on the live last week. Like, I didn't want the conversation to be all gloom and doom, um, particularly with this, like, corona um, environment that we are in. I wanted yeah. it to be, like, a form of escapism. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, put on a good show is what I always say. Like, put on yeah. a good show, inject fun into everything that you do. I make sure that with everything that I write, even on my Twitter profile, my personal Twitter profile, I want to make sure that I come across as engaging. I don't want to come across as one-dimensional and frigid. Yeah. I want to come across as engaging, multi-dimensional, because, you know, that's how people buy into your brand. Yeah. If definitely. you come across as that, that's how people, you know, buy into Blagapay or buy into Pentalk. So yeah, like, um, words of advice, I don't know, just put yourself out there. Um, If there is conversation that you want to get involved in, get involved, like, Mm. forget about judgment, forget about being shy. Um, Yeah, it's not worth it. Life is so short for you to to kind of, you know, like, live under a rock. Mm. Um, Put yourself out there have fun with everything like have fun with it like the twitter crush um dm one that was hilarious um that was i think that one was it was funny because a like i i mean i definitely kind of been involved with blagger pay before but it was the first time i probably was like Do you know what because i'm not gonna lie like being especially <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at both of your faces like I can't even remember who I can't even remember who you um 
I um, do you know what? It's so funny because actually the person, the two people I said, one I absolutely love, but he's been my crush for like forever. And everyone's always saying, oh, well, not everyone. The people that know him will keep on saying, oh, go for it. And I'm just like, no, nah, I don't think I'm his type. So I haven't. And the other one, I've kind of fallen out of love with him. He's really funny. Oh, and I still follow him. But I've just kind of fallen out of love with him. Um, that's awkward. Although another Sorry. one kind of popped up, <laughs> popped up from that one. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think for me, that was, it was the first time I ever kind of, like you said, and that, that was going to be one of my questions, kind of, let myself go without thinking about well, what do I look like and if so if it leaks would I be judged like because I think that's a that's a real concern for people yeah because... like I really hope what I really really hope um you know amidst all this coronavirus as 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 sad as it is what I really hope is people live the lives that they want to live outside mm. of this yeah. like honestly it's it'll be so sad to be like you know on your deathbed and you're like oh i wish i had done xyz i wish i had been a bit more carefree mm. um and 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 from a christian perspective sometimes it can be a slippery slope but i think there is so much freedom um in christ and yeah like yeah. just live the life that you want to live obviously without sinning but live the life that you want to live don't feel like you know oh i have to look a certain way to yeah. do x or i have to be a certain way to do y mm. don't think about the judgment um from other people because life is really really short and it is not worth it it's not worth the headspace to not like, not be the person that you want to be um, yeah yeah like just free yourself i believe so much in freeing myself and i think i've worked so hard in making sure that with every um age new year that i add to my years that i'm freer than i was before yeah mm. so like let that go, age. yeah exactly and like just letting go of shyness or letting, like even the fact that i'm doing this like last year if you'd asked me to do it i'd be like nah um <laughs> so just you know just letting go of shyness letting yeah. go of you know all those preconceived notions about yourself like be free yeah. You know, it's yeah. not worth your time. It's not worth the headspace. So yeah, like if anyone wants to engage with Bag of Pain, Marby's Kitchen, Pen Talk, whatever it is, whatever yeah. platform it is, just do it. Like it's not, yeah, yeah, just do it. Don't think about it too much. Just do it. Live your life, you. So I believe you guys are listening. But I'm going to ask you another question. Okay. What is something that you have done during this period that you wouldn't normally do i mean i know christine you've mentioned coming on today um coming on to community pod but something else kind of outside of this that you've done that because i think you know for me it's so important that when you know you're listening back to you know anyone listening to this episode sometimes they still feel a little bit like lost they've had all this great advice but it's, it feels a little theoretical so mm. i feel like it'd be good to kind of have like an example, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, okay. to go ahead and, and to say um, so I can something give, that we've I, not done. And something oh. that, it doesn't even have to be something that you haven't done before, but something like, something you've done that outside you've of pushed, comfort zone. Yeah, you've done outside yeah. of your comfort zone. Mm. For me, <laughs> I can give an example. So for me, I think um, typically, and there's, there's layers to it. So typically for content that I put out online, um, I I believe in like, someone said it on the podcast the other day, like pay other people gang. Like I will pay other people to shoot the content, to mm. film 
to do um, the take the pictures, like even the food stuff, like I'll style the food, but I want someone else to do it. So um, I was just like, okay, well that means like, if they keep extending the lockdown, I'm not gonna see my videographer for a while. And obviously like I'm running out of content to post on my feed. Um, so I was like, what am I gonna do? But then I was just like, oh man, like they know how to get your angles right. Like I get really self-conscious in terms of being in front of the camera, like in terms of my weight. I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, I know the angles that I look good, but if I'm talking to a camera, like on a tripod, like I might look like bigger than I want to look. And I just like, I might not say it to people online, but I'm like, oh my God, like I'm really, really conscious about how I look. Can I just um, say, you're stunning. And just FYI, I'm going to look dead in the camera here. Michelle, he's, I believe you are so single. Yeah? No, 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 because me, I don't even like, like community depot as a side hustle is, yeah, people inquire. Yeah, oh, so I'm just I so, so, I mean, Christine. You're single, are you single as well? Yes, I am. We're available. I mean, we're we available. Know. Yeah, oh. but yeah, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna say you're beautiful, beautiful. Thank woman, you. So. No, I mean, yeah, like I think even the last time the person that did my videography for me, like I just kept like, I was so conscious that she had to kind of like almost coach me through the process. Um, but yeah, during this period, I was like, you know what, like, I keep giving other people the advice of, like Christine said, putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to lose, nothing to prove, but everything to gain, as Lisa yeah. Nichols says. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm just going to order, like, I ordered a camera. It hasn't come yet. I was just like, okay, the camera's not come yet. Am I going to die? I've got my other phone. I've ordered um, lights. And I've just been recording myself. I'm just like, okay, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I know where you're supposed to put the lights so that there's no shadows. I don't feel the most confident, but it's outside of my comfort zone. But kind of what I have to say, someone needs more than me being conscious, like overly conscious about how I look. Like in the grand scheme of things, like does this really matter? And every time I feel away, like I just remember like one of those videos that I think goes around the internet all the time. I think Oprah... Um, in her early days, like when she had the really short hair, she was talking yeah. and she was just like, I think the guy was asking like, what are you going to do if the Oprah show is not successful? And she was like, no, but I, I will be successful. Like my life is more than the Oprah show. Like whether the Oprah show works or not, I will be successful. And someone commented and was like, imagine if Oprah thought she was too big to start her own show. And this mm. is me being really like personal and specific to weight, for example. But imagine if she thought she, she didn't look the right way. She was a black presenter in a time when, you know, like there was barely any of them. So like, I'm just like, okay, you know what, Michelle, this quarantine period is a great opportunity for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I've learned how to like start editing videos, um, subtitles that are just a pain in the butt. But yeah, man, that's me putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Amazing. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, Christine. Yeah, I think it's similar to Michelle's. So like, I guess, the Blagger Pay Live was definitely something that pushed me out of my comfort zone. I hate being recorded. Like, I hate... Because I don't like the way my mouth moves when I see myself. Like, it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird, but... It's funny how you notice those things about yourself. Yeah, like, like, right. And everyone just like, like, what are you way, talking honestly, about? Yeah. Like, I don't like the way my mouth moves. And plus, like, so... It's very, very similar to Michelle, but... I guess different aspects of your body. So, growing up, I had like the worst acne like mm. ever, like mm. imaginable. Yeah. Mm. So, I think remnants of that is still like in my head. 
so oh, like my skin's cleared up now but your skin is glowing i was going to it's say girl. Girl. i just said <laughs> I mean, everything my skin's cleared up now yeah honestly like my skin's cleared up now like due to like you know heavy research etc etc mm-hmm. and putting more effort into skincare but um I think there's still a lot of like remnants of that in my head. Mm-hmm. So I'm still very incredibly self-conscious, like being mm-hmm. recorded. So I hate like if I can't control the angle, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't want to be recorded. I don't yeah. want to be recorded. Yeah. Like I hate yeah. it, honestly. Like there's been I've had so many um invitations to come on podcasts to talk about my articles that I write and stuff like that. And I'll be like, oh, is it recorded? And they're like, yeah, I nah, I don't want I don't want to oh, do it. No. <laughs> do it like I'm all right and they'll be like oh why I was like oh no I just personally I just don't like being recorded and they'll be like but why and I'll be like I just I just don't like being recorded so definitely like being self-conscious has stopped me from doing like a lot of things yeah um, so yeah so the Black Pay Live was very very out of my comfort zone like I guess you can see it now I'm always looking at the camera like to see like what my face looks like yeah. but that's literally just remnants of you know, yeah. years ago when I didn't want to take photos ever. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear mm-hmm. any footage ever. Um, so, yeah, it's a confidence builder with everything. You have to kind of build your confidence yeah. again. Yeah. But, yeah, it's that's a- definitely, definitely. Yeah. How about you? A, it's a journey. Um, I think for me, I'm not going to lie, it probably is, guys. Um, that's mm. probably the thing that... And it's... I want to say something that I not done before but it's definitely more out of my comfort zone in terms of just being very blunt like in the nicest way I don't really have I don't feel like I've got enough a lot of time to waste so I I like to base I like to place you I mean I'm I enjoy building friendships with um everyone but I think Mm. I don't really have many male friends so I like to place people pretty soon so I know exactly how to kind of like manage the relationship but I, I'm quite polite about it and I feel like sometimes that causes me more harm than good in mm. the respect of um, sometimes maybe you and the guy are on the same page in terms of you just want to be friends but he might think it's something else and then you're like oh how do you kind of you know navigate yeah, yeah. through this um, so yeah I think for me it's more kind of out of my comfort zone it's just being a bit more blunt and being a bit more like okay so like wh- what do you want like are you, like the, the simple things like are you attracted to me mm. and I know it sounds it can sound a bit pushy but the reason why I do that is because I know that it's the easiest way for me to be able to build something with them whether it's we're just talking mm. it's nothing serious but I do know yeah. there's an attraction there or there's no attraction there actually I just really enjoy talking to you mm. um, and avoid what we were talking about earlier around they they want to be your partner but they don't want to be your lover yeah like, that's right they want to be more than friends but not lovers yeah exactly they want to be more than friends but not lovers so i think for me i'm kind of weeding i'm um separating the weed from the shape in terms of just like yeah this is my time i'm going to try and reclaim it as much as we can that and i probably say like starting the season two because season two is completely different yes. from community depot um because it's female it's a completely different perspective you know different demographic different gender um yeah so I always get very anxious by it because I know what I want but you can't mm-hmm. tell people people are people and the beauty of uh, a podcast is that everyone comes and they have their own truth to tell um, yeah 
so just kind of I guess getting myself back in the zone again that was something that was again it wasn't new new but it definitely well, I'm excited because I done missed you I missed you on my phone <laughs> I done missed hearing your voice girl we got some really in some very interesting topics coming up actually that's I'm definitely oh, that's great but um, we have some old favourites. So uh, if you haven't listened to a podcast before, definitely check out some episodes. We've got some old favourites that have actually been requested by people. Including Why? Our- I think I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> including our lovely mutual friends, Isaac and Femi. So yes. I'm going to get someone to, uh, to um, do an episode, but kind of a, a little different from, from the norm. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've definitely taken away a lot from this conversation um i'm a massive admirer of of all of your brands um and i I definitely would recommend i'm gonna tag it all on um the like community pod and on the episode yeah to follow uh black of pay and pen talk and marby's kitchen because there are it's not it's not just about the kind of wealth and, and knowledge that you can get from them but it's just like you said it's about having fun it's yeah. about trying something different and you know we all have perspectives that we've grown up with but it doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. the perspective and it doesn't mean it's yeah. the right perspective yeah um, exactly broadening your horizons is something that even if you want to be lazy all day if it means that you're lazy all day, broadening your horizons, listen to something new, then yes. yeah, you've, done, you've done something different. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy to have kind of learned something for myself, but even more so happy that I'm able to kind of um, have provided one of, I'm sure, what will be many platforms, because I'm sure, Christine, you're going to really run away now <laughs> and start getting yourself onto different um, podcasts. I hope so. I hope so. We, we'll, be, we'll be watching who's live. You're going to gonna match it. I saw you with with Jess. Who's what? Like, Who's live? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Boyega. Hmm. Fine specimen that he is. Um, Ovi. And, Ovi. And Ovi. 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 He doesn't know. He doesn't know. I mean, Ovi is just. Well, uh, he's just a godsend, literally. Really, he is. He's a godsend. But with the haircut, though, have you seen the haircut? We'll take him as he is, all of it, babes. Oh, I still think he's cute, though. But, he's I, mean, cute, I, but I, well. I wasn't a big fan before, but I still think he's cute. I didn't yeah, get the no, hype. When Love Island first came out, everyone was like, Ovi did. And then yeah, I, didn't, you know, I, didn't I saw him in person same, at an event. Same. I saw oh, him in person okay. at an event, and I was just like, what manner of man? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> and then he was kind and, like, wise and, like, oh. just a good, like, a decent guy. Yeah. He just yeah. seems so chilled. Yeah, he just ah. seems so chilled. It so, was yeah. much, man. Jeez. I'm sure I'll be seeing you in a lot more. Yeah, I'll be, in fact, just be setting pace for us. All the, all the babes that are just the I'm thinking, okay, yeah, just, just set pace for us. But um, I'm going to nicely take us on to the final part of the episode. We are coming towards the end. Um, and oh, this third and final part is um very much handing over to both of you Uh, and it's kind of just giving you an opportunity if you could give any advice to people listening to this episode what would it be and it can be anything it could be about life could be about love it could be you know about careers it could be about how you're feeling during this period of, of of uncertainty what advice would you give to the listeners of community d pod today Mm. God, no. You can have a thing. You can have a thing. 
one piece of advice or no it can be kind of multiple pieces of advice but just things that you feel you know if you if you had kind of a minute to really just really hammer a point forward what what would that be okay i've got one this is stolen from a movie <laughs> i can't actually remember what movie it is that's fine um but the quotation goes if you're going to be a bear be a grizzly and okay. i love that quotation so much because it's basically saying if you're gonna do something like mm. be a boss about it like yeah. be the extreme yeah. of it like be mm. excellent you know what's scary than a grizzly bear you know mm. don't be a polar bear don't try and be yeah. a teddy bear yeah you know be a grizzly like be a Ooh. grizzly be the boss you know extend your tentacles so i will definitely say that is like the motto that i try to live by yeah. you know always experiment don't ever box yourself. Um, always try to learn. Put, your put yourself in a position to learn. So, for example, with this coronavirus, you have ample time. Even if you are working from home, you know, the three hours that you usually take to go to work, you can actually inject it into something else. You don't necessarily yeah. have to build a business, mm. but you can read a book. You can, mm. I don't know, repair relationships that, have gone stale in the past. Um, so yeah, use this time to be a grizzly bear, you know? Don't don't be a teddy bear, don't be a polar bear, be a grizzly bear. Yeah, grizzly. Woo. If you're gonna love be that. a bear, be a grizzly. Be a grizzly. I love the one that you told me, because you know it, you know when you said always put yourself in a position to learn? Yeah. Well, it kind of it reminded me of it. I think I can't remember what I was telling you in the DMs, and you were just like, um, it was about milk. I'll let you say it. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That's my other motto. Okay, so I have those two. The second <laughs> motto that I tend to live by as well is, um, is this the one you're talking about? I hope it is. But um, it's, milk. it's about milk. So yeah. um, if you're going to cry over spilt milk, do it quickly. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in wallowing. I feel like it's a waste of time. Um, I feel like if you, if you are going to wallow, you know, give yourself the minimum time to wallow. Don't be spending the entire day wallowing in self-pity, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, when milk spills, we, we usually typically rush to clean it up because we don't want it to smell. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's what you should do, like, yeah. in life. Rush to, yeah. rush to mend things, rush to clean it up, but cry over it quickly and deal with yeah. it quickly and I move think, on. I think it's important to take a to take a beat because sometimes when you cry over it you, you can brush over like the the trauma that you might have felt but I agree with you in that wallowing is just equally going to draw you into a place that you might not actually get out it's of. Not, like I'll even use one of the experiences I had I remember I was going for this job that I really really wanted and I think it was down um down to me and this other guy and they chose this other guy and I remember coming home and me I'm such a um I'm really introspective, but I'm also someone who doesn't like to feel too much of what I'm feeling. Mm. So I was really disappointed with um, not getting that job, but being the person that I am, and my default is to be like, okay, whatever, it's done, kind of move on. Yeah. But when I came home and I sat down, 
tears literally just started rolling down my eyes mm. and I was just like oh my gosh I didn't get that job mm. like I was really upset but I think I said to myself listen cry cry for five minutes and then apply for another job yeah and I think mm. that's the approach that we need to take in life like yeah. allow yourself to feel and yeah. the thing with feelings is five minutes might feel short but one, when you're in that moment of feeling, it can feel like eternity. Yes. 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 So, so because yeah. You, at least you've allowed yourself to feel. Exactly. Yeah. The intensity yeah. of it. Like, even yeah. in those five minutes, the intensity of it can, yes. can earth-shattering. So don't think that five minutes is small. I'm not saying five minutes for you to, like, you know, neglect yourself. Yes. I'm saying that in that moment, those five minutes will feel like five hours. I mm. promise you. If, if you allow yourself to actually <laughs> if you allow feel yourself what it is. Because yeah. sometimes we feel like we need the long period of time because yeah. we're like, you know, when yeah. you're holding the tears and it's, it's stuck yeah. here and it's just like, no, nah, like, just let it out. It's okay. Yeah, it's like, it I cried, yeah, for those five minutes. I've never felt that, like intensely upset before <laughs> ever in my entire life yeah know? i feel you so those five minutes were long mm -hmm. and then i got up after those five minutes and i was like okay it's all right um back to doing me so yeah if you're gonna cry over milk you know do so quickly and be a grizzly bear today yeah i like okay. it love it love it love it love it okay um miss okay so mine are Three that have come to mind, I'm going to try and um, summarise. First one is about introspection, similar to what we spoke about. Second one is about stuff coexisting. And the third one is about diversification. So first one, and I think it just came to mind, I think based on the discussions we were having around Marby's Kitchen and how things kind of came to be. And it kind of makes me emotional thinking about it, but it's simply just to let anyone listening know that taking time out to get to know yourself is one of the best gifts that you can give to yourself. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And sometimes people make fun of it. They're like, well, how can I get to know myself? Like I already know myself. What more am I going to get to know? Like, Hey, it's me. It's me. But no, like really like digging deep, like finding exercises. Like I would research different ways to get to know yourself, different questions to ask. I would write in a book what I bring to the table over and over and over again. Not only because it, um, it changes over time, like as you evolve and as you grow as a human being, but also because I didn't want to be shocked when other people would tell me, hmm. do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah, I always said to myself, so like, true, I didn't want to I didn't want to be in a space where like somebody would fall in love with me and when they would explain to me why, like I would be surprised or mm. I would kind of like try to convince them that, that it wasn't true. Um, but even outside of romantic relationships, just based on like, I don't know, like things that you want to do, things that you want to pursue. Like when you get to know yourself, there's so many layers to it. And it's not a thing that like, okay, you get to know yourself in like 2020 and that's it. It's final. No, like investing in content, constantly getting to know yourself it's a gift yeah. that keeps on giving and i want yeah. anyone listening to take the time out to get to, to to do that um constantly um second piece of advice was about things coexisting and it was from um something i watched recently this is us like one of my favorite tv shows please i won't may I, I won't give any spoilers oh um, man it's not a spoiler, that but, um, show it's, it's like one of my favorite oh it's just brilliantly written but anyway one piece yeah. of advice that the doctor gave on there um to jack and um 
Why have I forgotten her name? The mum. Um, Kate. No, it's not Kate. That's Kate. the daughter. Kate, yeah. No, no, no. That's the daughter. That's the daughter. No. What is her yeah. name? What is her name? I can't remember. It's Kate, you guys are supposed to be fans. I know, right? Like, this is, oh my gosh. Jack and, oh. I want to say it's played by Mandy Moore, the mom, basically. Exactly. I can't remember her name. I know her name. Rebecca. Life. Rebecca. It's Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. It's Rebecca. Sorry, everyone calls her mum. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what's your name? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so um, he was talking about something, giving an example. And he was basically saying that, like, you know, in life, we need to learn to allow the joys and the tragedies to coexist mm. instead of always trying to keep them as, like, separate things. Separate. And, um, it's something that I've tried to learn like in recent years, like especially like going through grief at different points where you have emotions that come and go and you kind of feel like, well, no, if I'm sad, I need to be sad for the whole of today. And if I'm happy, I need to be happy for the whole of today. Like I can't let them meet each other. It feels weird because as humans, we're used to trying to get things to be like in separate boxes, black, white. It's easier for us to understand. But much of life is about allowing joy and tragedy to coexist and just somehow trying to see the beauty in all of it. Um, and even if you can't see the beauty immediately, just allowing it to coexist, like Corona, for example, like it could be really unnerving, like you don't know what's going on next. It, things are unstable. Your anxiety might be through the roof. But at some mm. point you could be laughing at Babyface and Teddy Riley. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, let's not laughing. even, that fig was just, oh <laughs> man. Like, I laughed so much yesterday. I laughed so oh, much. Oh my God. I it was, was one of the best nights. It felt so. What good. he was doing, all his vocal dancing. Down for five minutes. Five Let minutes. me tell you, he couldn't sit down for five one of minutes. His, I think those gospel ministers that come to church. With I'm telling you, it was when he started playing the key- five minutes. When he was playing the keyboards, um, after he um, he was playing <laughs> he the keyboards. After he disappeared, and Faith yeah. was literally like, "Add me, add me, add me," no, and yeah, he, he just said, so oh. "He's yeah. No, literally, so like, I just thought, oh, like, this is such a great time. Like, in the midst of all this sadness, we're yeah. still able to laugh. Like, I laughed to the point where I was always crying, and it felt yeah. so good to not feel yeah. like, because it's a sad time, I can't laugh. But yeah. really just to sink deep into the good moments and then, like, take the bad moments as they come, but allow them to coexist. And I just thought that was beautiful for many different things, whether it's grief, whether it's corona, heartbreak. Like, it's just a great lesson to apply throughout life. The last one, diversification, I thought of it today. Um, so I don't know if you guys have seen like people asking questions around how to like bulletproof their finances for recession or recession proof, let me say. Um, yeah, and whenever people, yeah. yeah, whenever people um, typically respond on these like websites, these finance platforms or Instagram, they talk about diversification. So not having all your money or all your wealth in one particular thing, because then, you know, like, if it's a recession and you need access to cash quickly, you might have properties, but you can't quickly gain the cash from those properties. Yeah. Um, and I just thought of like, in terms of I, somehow I made the link to kind of what we're going through emotionally in this period. Um, I think someone wrote a tweet yesterday that was like, oh, what we're seeing is people having withdrawal symptoms from the addiction to the myth of certainty or something like yeah. that. And I think it's not so much to say that we should go and live our lives in a way that we don't plan and we don't try to have control over certain things. But for many people, planning and having control and depending on certainty is, certainty is a way to cope. It's a way to deal with anxiety. It's a way just to, to feel like they're in control. But I think what I'm coming to see now is that we need to have 
a diversification of our toolbox. Like if, if you need ways to deal with anxiety or ways to cope or ways to live your life, like not feeling like things are falling apart, don't let it all be like in one solution. Like yeah. if, if, if your only way of emotional resilience was going to the gym, like, I don't know what you're going to do now. Like you have to try and find a way <laughs> to pivot and to have like other things that you can reach, reach for yeah. in times like this. So I think, mm. yeah, I'm just thinking now like, okay, like what other ways can I, um, I don't know, like diversify like the way that I handle things emotionally or deal with anxiety, especially in a period like this. So yeah. Those will be my top three. Can I add one more to mine? I just yeah. remember. Look, I feel like I'm literally, I'm sitting here like, oh, trust me. I, me too, I'm getting that advice. I'm even, what I'm actually thinking, because the way um, the pod, like the Instagram is laid out is like the, the quote that really kind of is the most poignant that I, when I listen back and I kind of nice. talk a little bit about it, I'll pick it out. And I'm literally, in my mind, I'm thinking, yay. <laughs> How am I gonna pick the quote that I'm gonna like? Because they're all so good. But do a carousel. That's what I, I know. I, I, I feel like I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like it's gonna be a carousel. First, yeah. first of its kind. But yeah, no, go for it, Christine. Um, the other one I was gonna say, um, I just remembered because Michelle asked me to 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 add something to a podcast this year, and I remembered I had so much to say. But I remember there was this one that I wanted to add as well. Um, name how you feel. So. Yeah. Um, we, like Michelle was saying, we live, we, we like to see things in boxes. We like to compartmentalize. Mm. We like to see things in black and white. Mm. Um, and I think that's very, very dangerous in, in understanding who you are and understanding how you mm. feel at that point in time. Yeah. So mm. for example, um, you're a different person when you're sad, you're a different person when you're hungry. You know, you don't say um, I'm sad when you're hungry and you don't say I'm hungry when you're sad. They yeah. are completely different emotions. Mm. So learn to understand what you are feeling at that mm. point in time and name it correctly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's so um, true, actually. So if you're disappointed by something, yes. you're not angry at it, you're disappointed at it. You know, yes. name that emotion because yeah. when you name it, you know how to you usually know how to solve things when you're able yeah. to name things correctly so yeah. just learn how to label yourself and that, i guess that comes with um being very introspective and i hope people use this time to understand themselves like michelle was saying by understanding yourself you need to understand the emotion that you're feeling at that point yeah not yeah. to confuse them yeah 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 i think that's what i, I was i love that because yeah. it also links into kind of what the conversation has been about like converse like conversation and communication like yeah. if if i'm uh, like disappointed based on something someone has done i'm not just coming at them trying to get them to feel as sad or as hurt as i feel no um, yeah. i'm yeah. explicit in saying that i am disappointed, disappointed and this is why that, mm, and we can then have a conversation on how to navigate that instead of just yeah. i'm just sad i'm just upset i'm upset yeah. because you're not upset you're disappointed and they're different yeah. they're different emotions yes. so you need to be able to um, properly like identify what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when you go to a GP and they ask you um, what part hurts, and yes. you say, say your head when really it's your arm. You know, yeah. you have to be very specific as yeah. to what you're feeling and where yeah. it hurts. 
in order for there to be healing. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, I'm not allowing also, shame to like rob yeah. you of that. Like, yeah. yeah. No, and yeah. I think also kind of to your point, Michelle, around just that, that real empathy that you, you might potentially be looking for. Yeah. If you're not saying what you feel, then yeah. Yeah. you can't. How can yeah. someone actually relate and understand? You know, they're just like, I don't really understand where you're coming from. But if you don't understand, if you don't understand, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. So you need to understand, like, you need to learn when you're feeling sad at this point, when you're feeling yeah. disappointed, when you are hurt. Um, and then when you learn that, you can convey it properly. And then hopefully that person can respond in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Right? yeah so um so yeah it's just learning yeah learning and just learning that your emotions are on a spectrum mm. um, and yeah two things can be the same at the same time as well yeah so you can also be hurt and, yeah like two different emotions can be can be true at the same time yeah. so yeah just like you know learn learn how you're feeling learn to label how you're feeling um and label it correctly and label it correctly yeah. label it correctly so that like someone can actually respond adequately to how you're feeling um yeah yeah that's what i would say i love that yeah that's such a great way to kind of to, to end on i think i felt bad yeah. for saying end on you know because i was like oh I'm, I'm still learning um so before we kind of say our goodbyes please we need we need the handles personal and business because obviously business you know we want to get the money we want to build the brand but personal you know what it is. So, you know, what, what, like, share, share the love. What, and um, where can people find you, find you guys? Are we doing alphabetical again, or are we? Actually, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyone, I kind of just, oh, whoever wants to go first. Go um, ahead. You can find me on Twitter. I, I live on Twitter. Um, I'm going to change that this year, actually. I'm going to try and live somewhere else. I'm gonna try and live on Instagram. I'm slowly actually becoming an Instagram person. Slowly, you are. I'm <laughs> seeing. Slowly, yeah, yeah. yeah slowly, slowly. But um, yeah. So both my Instagram and my Twitter are I am Crow. So that's the letter I, letter A, letter M, letter C, letter R, O, and E. Yeah, I am Crow. And then um, Blagapay is Blagapay on Instagram. So that's B L A G A P E. And on Twitter, I think it's Blagapay UK. Um, and then Pentalk is Pentalk UK um, on Instagram. Amazing. And then you plan to do any more lives or? Yeah, so Blagapay, <laughs> I want to do a live. Um, I want to do a few more lives because we turned one in May. And unfortunately, oh. yeah, unfortunately, I don't think we we're going to be able to do our um, one year bash. So I want to do like a, like a few more lives. I want to get an older couple on, like a much older couple on. Nice. And yeah. um, talk about like their marriage. So um, yeah, Bag of Pay will have loads of events. For Pen Talk, I'm working on a podcast. Um, Yay. Yeah, I yeah, know that I'm working on a podcast for Pen Talk um, just to kind of have some of the topics that we haven't been able to flesh out, mm. have the conversations with other people, one-on-one, -on -one, like interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just need to figure out when I want to start that and like if I should wait until Corona is over or mm, like okay, now. So yeah, yeah. So look out for anything and everything on Blagapay and talk. Amazing, whoop, whoop. amazing, amazing. And Michelle, um, for me, I'm not going to give up my personal Instagram page because literally that is just for like people that I actually know. There's no point. Yeah, no, that makes um, sense. Uh, it's private. And you are quite active, to be fair. 
I'm active, Instagram. very active on Instagram. So that's Marby's Kitchen. Just think Barbie with an M. So M A R B I E S and then Kitchen um, on Instagram and on Twitter. But on Twitter, well, it's Marby's Kitchen underscore on Twitter. Um, Twitter is just where I just have just I just banter and just have fun. Twitter, uh, Instagram is where you will probably get to see a bit more about like the brand and just kind of who we are, what we do. Um, yeah, um, hopefully once Corona is done, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of hosting people and just having um, events where we can just sit and chat and eat. Um, yeah. Amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, please do follow if you are listening, if you're watching everyone's saying hi um please do follow the ladies on their platforms as always we have um i have um community depod on instagram it is community depod um on twitter you can also find me uh, life about spank so that's life w-o and then s-p-a-n-x-s um we also have the curious cat um link so if you want to submit a dilemma if there's something you've heard and you want to submit um a comment anonymously anonymously well i can't get my words out uh you can do so by curious cat or you can drop an email to communitypod at gmail.com so it has been another fantastic episode of community pod thank you so much michelle and christine for coming on it's been amazing it's been amazing it's been really good um, hopefully uh, we'll get some amazing feedback soon so until next time guys thank you